Welcome to Diverse, the podcast of the Society of Women Engineers. SWE supports the advancement of women in engineering and technology. You can find all of our podcasts on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and SWE's blog, All Together, at altogether.swe.org. Looking for more information and data on women in engineering? Head over to research.swe.org and review the groundbreaking research that SWE has been conducting. SWE's research efforts include reporting on women of color in engineering and how community colleges may play a role in getting more women to graduate with engineering degrees. You can also check out the annual SWE Literature Review in SWE Magazine's State of Women in Engineering issue. Hi, I'm Cindy Hoover, Fiscal Year 20 President of the Society of Women Engineers. Welcome to SWE's Divers podcast series. Please remember to add this podcast to your iTunes and like or follow us on social media. Visit SWE.org for more details. I'm joined today by Virginia Moore, rig engineer at BP, and the third generation of her family working as a well engineer. Previous to her role at BP, Virginia worked at NASA's Neutral Buoyancy Lab, where she was one of the only women in charge of training American and Russian astronauts underwater in preparations for zero-gravity environments on board the International Space Station. Virginia is passionate about promoting science and engineering to more girls and young women and encouraging diversity and inclusion within the industry. Thanks for joining us today, Virginia. Hi, Cindy. Thank you. So, Virginia, tell us, what initially sparked or inspired your interest in STEM? So, it's not a very conventional way of... Uh moving along my career path, but my career as a rig engineer developed because I had a love for scuba diving. I read an article about NASA's Neutral Buoyancy Laboratory and decided I was going to contact the facility to understand what it would take for me to become a diver. They basically told me, good luck, and I applied <laughs> for the job for two and a half years and never even got an interview. So a few years later, I was working uh, in a dive shop that supplied equipment to the laboratory. And I was talking to a gentleman who was asking me some questions um, and why I had just moved to the area. I told him that I was applying for a job at NASA. And in the last few years, I decided I'd have a better chance if I lived in the same state as the Neutral Buoyancy Laboratory. He gave me his card. And uh, I, I noticed that he was the head doctor for the astronauts and the divers. And he explained if I sent him an email that he would arrange a VIP tour and he urged me to bring my resume along. So after sending him an email, he arranged a tour. I met with the operations manager. We really hit it off a few months later. Uh, and then NASA contacted me about an opening that was available and gave me some details how to formally apply through their system. So it was a really crazy, crazy story how that happened. That's amazing. And, you know, that's what's called making your own luck. That's awesome. Yeah, so um, just going on, I was with NASA for five years, and I was one of the only few female divers there. Eventually, I realized that I wanted to feel more challenged, and I knew that I could not be a diver forever because it was very physically demanding on your body. Mm -hmm. yep. um, so at that time, my dad contacted me and explained to me that BP had a program called Wellsite Leaders of the Future. He told me that it would be a really good opportunity and that I should look into applying However, I was still pretty conflicted about leaving NASA because it was my dream job and I had pursued it for so long uh, and moving into the energy industry would be a big shift for me. 
So I met with some of the managers at BP who led the program, and they gave me additional details about the program. And after this, I, I went ahead and decided to apply with BP's Wellsite Leader of the Future program. That's fantastic. So just for, for everybody listening, walk us through your academic and professional accomplishments. And, you know, where did you go to school? How did your studies kind of influence this career path, this really interesting career path you find yourself on? I actually started off by studying veterinary medicine before switching into business management. So a little history behind that was uh, growing up, we owned a farm in, down in South Texas. Uh, we performed our own AI vaccines and, uh, you know, we did everything on the farm ourselves. Mm -hmm. I was the oldest child, so I had most of the responsibility since my dad was working uh, overseas most of my life. My mom was legally blind. So I felt like veterinary medicine was where I was supposed to be rather than what I was truly passionate about. So uh, nearly two years after being in vet school um, in the Texas area, I realized I, it wasn't the career path for me. So I made a switch, which later my career path landed me into engineering roles, which I felt I was a little, it was more natural to me to be in those roles. Interesting. And did you um, get your, your degree before you did the, the diving? Um, and the work for NASA or after that? It was before. before. Yes, okay. before that. Fantastic. And where did you go to school? I started off in um, Houston's uh, Lone Star College, and then I transferred to U of H later on and finished and out at U of H, University of Houston. That's fantastic. So, so as you've moved on to BP, what are your professional goals as a rig engineer? And, and what changes would you like to see happen over the course of your time with BP? So day-to-day, -day I conduct uh, data analysis on safety and risk management. This means I take a look at key performance indicators around our safety and risk from a global perspective, and I report those results back to our leadership team to see what we can do to make our business safer and more competitive in this current climate. Currently, I have more of an office role, but I'm also a lead investigator, so I often travel offshore quite frequently to the rigs and facilities as needed when I lead investigations. Uh, I guess my professional purpose is all about making people feel safe. I'm here to make people's jobs ensure, uh, make people's jobs easier and to ensure that they get home to their families. That's fantastic. So um, clearly, you know, with your, your career at NASA and the diving and, and being a rig engineer, you're, you're in some male-dominated types of careers. Is there anyone in particular who kind of supported you in your career progression and dealing with some of that? Yeah, actually, uh, when I started BP, uh, I've been at BP 11 years now, but 10 years ago, I came across a female team leader who's also an engineer who worked uh, she showed that she showed up as a very inspiring woman uh, in our company and also in the industry. I was, uh, she was very highly respected in her leadership role. I truly looked up to her and how she developed her own career. She was a woman that made a great impact on me. And when I first started BP, and I thought I want to be like her one day. Kind of the same mentality of whenever I met divers <laughs> that were divers for NASA, I thought I want to be like them one day. So, in the energy space, I, I really looked up to her. Um, and I also wanted people to respect me and look up to me in the way that I looked up to her in that way. So about five years ago, um, BP rolled out a mentorship program. Uh, we were asked to find mentors 
and I asked her if she would be my mentor. Fortunately for me, she said yes, uh, and she continued to rise and show up very well across the company and the industry. What I liked was that she was very supportive of people who are just breaking out in development roles and also people looking you know, to move into leadership roles. And she's just a woman in the industry that doesn't have that I'm working for myself approach. So I have come across a few of those. Um, and I found that she mm -hmm. was just a really good coach and leverages networking opportunities for myself to help me grow. That's great. It's hard. It's hard to do this without having some great sponsors and mentors throughout your career. So that's exciting that that you found such a good one. Um, so how can others in the industry create a more diverse, inclusive environment within their companies and teams for for women and 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 building that diverse environment? So at the beginning of my career, I really didn't talk much about my personal life. I tried to avoid questions about if I was married or if I had kids. I would just say no and just leave it at that. Uh, three or four years later, I started to share a little bit more about my personal life and talking about my partner. I think being a woman, but also being an LGBT woman makes it a little bit more challenging to express yourself. But once I became more open about who I was, it actually built the bond and trust and respect. My crews trusted me. Uh, and my team felt I was being more open and more vulnerable in a good way. I felt I, that we were working even better as one team when I was transparent about who I am. That's great. Yeah, so initially my hesitation was that I felt like I had to prove myself. I was, I was always a high performer, and I produced good quality work uh, before giving up information about myself. I didn't want to be judged about being a female, and then on top of that, being gay. The thing is, BP embraces diversity. The business really is what makes me feel comfortable, and there's a zero tolerance for any disrespect uh, within BP. So we work with people uh, of all cultures and races around the globe, and we don't discriminate. Uh, I just, I've, I'm really passionate, and I really love working in this diverse and supportive environment. That's wonderful that you have found that at BP. Uh, I know certainly there's a lot of... Uh, uh, women uh, and men out there listening, and but they have faced obstacles in, in their careers. So what kind of obstacles have you faced as a woman in the engineering field, and, and how did you overcome them? So actually, the obstacles were, were the, the hardest ones were within my own family. Uh, it's interesting that before my role at NASA, I asked my father if he would send me to uh, dive school because I wanted to be a diver. I always knew I liked diving and I liked the water but I wanted to be a diver in the oil and gas industry. Back then, my dad, my dad said, no daughter of mine will ever work in the oil and gas industry. You need to find a different career. <laughs> so uh, he did pay for um, my education and my housing. So I kind of had to listen to what he said. Um, but my dad and his father had worked in the energy industry for all of their lives. Um, and he just felt like it wasn't the right environment for women. But over time, my father witnessed firsthand a great deal of change in the industry, especially at BP. Uh, there were more female engineers being hired, more females coming out to the field, and he saw the shift and ultimately felt comfortable. And he also recommended uh, the Wellsite Leader of the Future program for me and had encouraged me to move into the industry. That's interesting. I, I actually started out in the oil and gas industry um, a very long time ago, and there, there are a lot of obstacles there. So it, it's, it's nice to kind of see this changing now 
and and it being more open to to that diverse set of leaders. So um, it can be difficult as a working woman, especially one in a, in a leadership type role, to kind of find that healthy work-life integration and balance. Uh, what do you do to unwind and to kind of disconnect from your professional responsibilities? So uh, I'm an avid collector of classic vehicles. I'm often looking for new classic cars or watching YouTube videos on repairing or modifying vehicles. Um, in the warmer months, I do enjoy outdoor activities with my wife, who also works for BP. Uh, we have two Labradors, and we usually take them with us wherever we're going traveling. So I try to keep a good, healthy work-life balance. And so does your wife dive so you can go on dive trips together? No, but she can be found enjoying a book <laughs> on the sand, sunbathing. She'll leave the diving up to me. That sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you could give um, kind of any one piece of advice to current engineers out there who would, who would like to move up into the leadership ranks, what would that be? So this is actually really important to me. Um, I feel like people shouldn't give up on their dreams. Stay determined and diligent on chasing those dreams and always be yourself. I really feel like when you put your mind to anything, you can do it no matter what the task is. I love that, Virginia. Thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. I know um, I was inspired by your story and I, I really like that you know, a lot of people will say, oh, you know, you just happened to get lucky because that doctor walked in, you know, when you were working in that dive shop. But I think it's more making your own luck. And I think it's more, you know, fighting for those dreams and doing what you have to do to make those come true. And I, I feel like you've done that through your whole career. So thank you for inspiring us um, and me today. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity uh, to chat with you today. And like you said, I just want to echo that, you know, it's determination and diligence when it comes to chasing your dreams. Very good. I'm Cindy Hoover. And for all of us at SWE, thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.